Welcome to the latest edition of Let's Do It Live. I'm your host, the People's Commit, and I'm joined by my partners in crime, the Pizza Baron down in Lewis Center, Ohio, and Mikey the Mush Kleeman, who uh, location TBD. Yeah, Mikey, where are you at right now? Uh, right now, I'm just at home nursing a. Um, I'm on the DL right now with no voice, so just uh, nursing back to health. Is it true that you just got out of the halfway house in Ann Arbor after yelling profanity at James Franklin and the Penn State Nittany Lions? Yeah, it's, it sounds like I'm sponsored by Camel right now. Um, <laughs> I went a little over the top on Saturday. I let everyone know that they were all complicit and knew about Sandusky, so at least I spread the good word. I'm really sure that Nittany Lion fans were really happy to hear a – 20-something Michigan man just screaming obscenities as they were getting absolutely housed by the Michigan defense for about two and a half hours. Mikey, you're that Michigan fan that everyone hates. Hey, shout out Rico Bosco. Never forgive, never forget. But but in all actuality, did you actually smoke any cigarettes? I did not, no. Damn. That you really drank a lot keep... of Grey Goose? Is that what you did with your winnings? Because you bet the game, correct? Oh, yeah. First half, second half in the game. Which was a total of how many units? Um, four. Except there's someone, we're not going to name any names, cursed my team in Washington State, didn't cover for the first time all year, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Which leads us into a beautiful discussion. What are your takeaways from week 10 of the college football season after this past weekend? The Alabama's a unit. Take That's it? Yeah. I would have is to it, agree with Mikey. Is Mike. it Alabama versus the world at this point? Yeah, pretty much. I know they say that like it was outrageous a few years ago when – uh, they were comparing Alabama to like some of the weaker NFL teams, but I actually believe that they could hold their own against a team like, well, certainly the Buffalo Bills with Nathan Peterman starting at quarterback. Who that six pack deal at a local Buffalo bar was hysterical to me. Six beers for eleven dollars. The Nathan Peterman special. The six pick picks. six pick six special. Uh that, that was that was one of the all time marketing campaigns I've ever seen. But no, I was looking He's forward be to the you. only guy that his rating went because career rating went up when he went when he had like what one pick six and I think he threw another. They lost forty one to nine and his career rating went up. Well, is that taking into consideration the two passes he threw at the end of the game against the Pats? On, yeah, well, uh, well, his rating went Monday up because he, he had one completion for 24 rating. yards. <laughs> it's crazy. Talk but, about God. some good garbage time. But no, I was looking forward to the Alabama-LSU game, you know, one versus three. You're hoping to see some fireworks and see Bama actually get tested. And they made Joe Burrow and the LSU Tigers look like a high school team, literally. Yeah, they couldn't get anything accomplished on offense. Another takeaway I had is there's trouble in the waters in Columbus, Ohio. What What is Ohio State doing right now? I don't know. Losing to Purdue and then having like a nail biter against Scott Frost and then Nebraska Cornhuskers who until 
three weeks ago couldn't win a game or look like they even belonged on the field with another Big Ten team? I think there's some problems behind the scenes in Columbus. Uh, Urban's got health issues, wink, wink. Bosa is declined to come back for the year. He's not completely healthy, and he wants to protect his draft stock. I think there there's more issues than we know about. I heard a wonderful conspiracy theory that he's trying to get ousted or take a health leave of absence again and um, is going to become the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. Really? Bruce Arians' job. Well, I did say I did hear that Bruce Arians would only come back to coach the Browns, but there was another conspiracy theory that Urban Meyer's had enough of the college life and he wants the big paycheck from the Cleveland Browns. They're obviously in a state of disarray. So, how much does an NFL head coach make? Uh, Gruden's the highest, I think, 10 a year. 10. Okay. Yeah. Then you get Urban 10 Meyer for 10. Got, Urban makes what? Six or seven million dollars a year. Yeah, I think seven. Yeah, sounds about right. I mean, I don't think there's anything in the water. I just think Carmen's a bitch. They're just, I don't think they're that good. With that said, still makes me nervous. Michigan looked great this weekend, but them going, coming into Columbus, anything can happen. And I would just be so, so brokenhearted if they were to lose that game. Yeah, I'm really starting to buy into the revenge tour. I thought it was a little premature after beating a weak uh, Michigan State team and uh, what looks to be a weak um, Wisconsin team. But this was a pretty uh, defining win for this this past weekend for the Wolverines. You know, a, a lot of revenge for the defense who got thrashed 42-13 in Happy Valley last year and, you know, the Nittany Lions trying to score on the last play um, during that game. So I know they wanted the shutout bad, but they really came through. Regardless of how good Penn State actually is, you know, got to beat those on your schedule and they did a good job. Exactly. As you can tell, I'm very fragile. So I'm the same way. I don't want to buy in all the way yet, but you almost have to. And just hope. In whatever, three weeks, the day after, two days after Thanksgiving, we just get it done. Um, another debate that I think is pretty clear now is that Aaron Rodgers is not even in the same class as Tom Brady. I think it's pretty clear that who the real number 12 is and deserves to be. I would have to agree with that. Yeah. I didn't catch the entire game yesterday. I was busy providing food for my family. But um, from what I did see, it looked like the New England defense um, came to play. I know they've given up a lot of big plays so far this year, um, but there was a lot of pressure on Aaron Rodgers to make some quick throws or just throw it away. So You were busy well done providing by food for your family. What are you, a hunter-gatherer? Uh, farmer. Gotcha. Were you just making dinner? Is that what you meant by that? Yeah, that's exactly what I meant. <laughs> I was just cooking dinner. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's any comparison between Brady and Rodgers either. I mean, Brady's got the three MVPs, the five Super Bowls. People say what they want to say about he's got the best coach of all time and Bill Belichick, but he's also won a bunch of championships with mediocre defenses at best. 
So I, I'm tired of the conversation. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, one thing I did want to ask this group was, um, you know, we mentioned some weak defenses on championship teams for Brady. How much do you think that goes into Matt Patricia uh, now being a Detroit Lions coach? Do you think we kind of grasp uh, to get him just because of the Belichick um, coaching tree? Like we were hoping some of that to rub off on him as a head coach, even though he hasn't um, performed super well as a defensive coordinator. Yeah, I'm starting to think it's pretty clear that the Patriots performed well in spite of Matt Patricia's poor coaching on defense. That that game on Sunday was just an absolute clusterfuck. Uh, it was terrible. Matt Stafford was sacked 10 times, which is just an absurd number. The defense didn't look much better. It, I don't know. It was, I don't even want to watch that team anymore. I, I really don't either. And I want to thank um, whatever NFL team or executive decided to go with red zone, but it has made my Sundays infinitely more bearable than watching the Lions flounder on Fox. So thank you. That would be John Taffer, by the way. Just so you know, he created red zone. Good to know. He created Sunday ticket. I'm sorry. Okay. After rescuing a bar, John Taffer just decided to create NFL ticket. No, no, the NFL, um, they did it. They hired a consulting group to do an or to do Sunday ticket, and he was the one who ran it. Just fun fact. But you, as you guys, I don't know if you saw it today, but according to Kelly B, um, the former Georgia cheerleader and wife of said Matthew Stafford, unless you're a coach or player that is paid to do it, um, you're not allowed to talk about um, players and coaches. So, just want to respect okay. her wishes. Seems like a bit of nonsense, but okay. Yeah, that was kind of a satirical joke. I know, I know. Um, I did want to touch on something that the mush really wanted to uh, bring up as a discussion for this evening's podcast. We decided that TB12 is obviously the better number 12 quarterback, but which one has the better uh I don't know. Girlfriend. History with history with females. History with plus ones, we'll say. Gotcha. Uh, Well, you got obviously Giselle being a supermodel. Um, Very good looking. So that's that's definitely a pro in Brady's court. Um, He also, what was it? Was it Bridget Monahan who he has a a kid with before that? From Mm -hmm. you are correct. Blue Bloods. She's not a bad looking woman. I think he definitely uh, traded up. I would agree with that one. Yeah, I would think so. But we can't sleep on Aaron Rodgers, who, um, if we're just looking at the two latest females in his life, are Olivia Munn and uh, Danica Patrick. So two fairly attractive, successful ladies. Big fan of Olivia Munn. Definitely. Uh, I really wish Perfect Couples made it past its pilot season because that was a good show. Loved loved her in that. I know you did too, Andrew. Huge fan. Danica Patrick, pretty good looking, especially if you wouldn't think that, uh, you know, a a race car driver would be very good looking, but she's good looking and she could definitely kick my ass. 
And she so. believes in crystals, so she's like not totally sane. <laughs> Which is a big component in the girls that Mikey the Mush is looking for. So, well, yeah, Keep it's like the old, it's the old chart, the uh, sanity the crazy, versus. the hot scale. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yep, I'm familiar with that one. It's kind of like a hockey hockey stick. You know, it can only go so high and then just crashes and burns. I didn't get that part, but yeah, sure. So do we agree that Brady takes the cake with Giselle or are we are we giving Rodgers some credit here? No. I think it's much closer of a discussion um, between the two in this category, but still Brady equals GOAT. Okay, that's fair enough. One conflicting idea is that uh, Danica Patrick was actually a Bears fan, so that's an issue. Oof, that's tough for a relationship. I guess yeah. Mikey the Mush has nothing else to say Mike, in this I regard. I think Mikey's dead. I, I, <laughs> I, I think, think so. No, I'm, on this podcast. I think I he's putting vapor rub on his chest so he can breathe and doing his inhaler after smoking 15 cigarettes back to back to back. 14 in packs? No, fif- just 15 uh, singles. That you no, bought I was at, being uh, hyperbolic. Mm. What bar did you go to after the game? Um, no bar. I was dead. He was grounded. Oh, His dad took okay. him home. I forgot you went yeah, to jail. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I Behind think that's enough of this. You want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, this, County. Well, there, well, at least you didn't spend the night at Mott's Children's Hospital, of which I still have a room standing. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, this this segment has been brought to us by MV Sportsbook. MV Sport use MV Sportsbook for all your gambling needs. They have a new um, mobile platform that they're using for you to bet from wherever you are at the time. And the owner would like you to know that everything is done on credit. There's no money exchanged um, between parties until the end of each week. So. You might be down a unit or two, but there's always time left to bet that Thursday night game to make up for it. So he's encouraging you all to chase. Yes, of course. So which we all do. So we every, every it's single a lot day. of fun. Mm-hmm. It's no fun without the chase. Exactly. So DM us TV12 to our Instagram handle at Let's Do It Live, and you will receive a free play uh, when you sign up with MV Sportsbook. That sounded somewhat professional. I think. Yeah, good job. Getting, well, you're getting better getting at that, Andrew. Yeah, every once in a while, I kind of surprise myself. So, this brings us to a new segment. So, um, for those 80 followers we have on our Instagram, um, we announced that we were going to introduce two episodes per week, go a little shorter, and steer away from being solely a football, college football podcast. So. Mikey the Mush, please introduce us to the campaign trail segment. Oh, I like the name. All right. Well, as uh, I think everyone knows by now, tomorrow is election day. And we're not here to talk politics, but we're going to have a little spin on it of our own. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a topic and we're each going to take a a side in it. And um, Andrew, how exactly are we going to do this? Everyone gives 
of their speech. And then in the comment section, um, everyone is going to vote. How are, how are we going to do the votes? So what's going to happen is we're going to post after the episode on Instagram showing, reminding everyone the stance that each member of Let's Do It Live took. And to participate in our giveaway, we have a Jets Pizza gift card that we are going to randomly select uh, someone who comments on the post who they thought won the argument. So again, all you have to do is comment in the post who won on comment on the post who won this campaign trail segment. Let's hope they all like Jets Pizza. Daniel and Topeka, don't think we have one out there, buddy. So we'll we'll have to send you something different if you happen to win. I apologize for that. But we can uh, freeze dry it. Sponsor. <laughs> yeah. As long as it's not you frozen pizza. pizza. Yeah, it's like for astronauts. We're just gonna freeze dry mm. it. Astronaut freeze dry. Got it. Exactly. Dipping dots. Oh, perfect. Ice cream of the future. Who's going to lead us off here? So let's let's talk about the topic first. So we thought we'd start off with something that we think everyone um, has a stance on, and that's the best series on HBO of all time. So we're each going to pick a series that we feel, um, I don't know, passionate about. And shortly state our argument and go from there. Mikey, as this is your brainchild, why don't you lead us off? Okay, I can do that. Um, all right, well, mine's easy because mine is obviously the best one of all time. And the best HBO series ever was Entourage. And I'll tell you why. So you just got the basics, you know, it's about Hollywood. You had all the celebrity cameos, all that stuff. It was about the American dream. You know, a bunch of young kids from New York move out to L.A., become these big movie stars. I mean, it was basically a documentary based off Mark Wahlberg's life. And documentaries are hot in the street right now. Everybody loves them. So there's one. Um, second thing, yeah, Vince was a movie star. He got a lot of ass. But look at Turtle got with Jamie Lynn Siegler. So it gave hope to the common man that everyone could be with like a celebrity because at the time, Metal Soprano was a big deal. Um, you have Ari Gold, who's arguably one of the best TV characters ever. Um, it was one of the only uh, HBO series that got made into the movie, a movie besides Sex and the City. So, I mean, if you're not Sarah Jessica Parker, your entourage, you got those two. Um Imitations, the sincerest form of flattery. It was so good. They made a sports version of it with ballers, with The Rock, who's, you know, the top. And the show was way ahead of its time. Look at the movies that Vince did in the show. He did Aquaman, which came out 12 years before the one in real life. He had Medellin, who was it was basically Narcos on Netflix. They were both on Pablo Escobar, both in Spanish. Um Medellin went straight to DVD, so it wasn't in theaters, just like the yeah, one on Netflix. That, that was a huge bust on the show. Yep. So. Uh, you had Smoke Jumpers, which is basically only the Brave, so they beat Miles Teller to it. Um, they did The Great Gatsby five years before Leo did it. And they did um, Ferrari, which is basically the new – there was a Ferrari movie last year and one coming out with Matt Damon next summer. Uh, you had Ari Gold trying to bring a football team to L.A. before the Rams moved there. You had the whole season seven or eight, what the Me Too movement in Hollywood. 
So they were out in front of that. And lastly, they had uh, Emmanuel Shriki as Sloan McEwick. So basically, it was the best HBO show ever. So get out there and vote for Entourage. Uh, clearly, someone has watched Entourage on repeat since about 2005. So I think he's watched it quite a few times through. I yeah. would imagine so. Three, yep. four, five times. That's okay. At least. I've watched okay. every episode in three and a half days before. I never thought about how they like did the movies before they came out, though. But that's... I- I remember what thinking, what the hell is Aquaman? Yeah, my and, mind's and, blown right now. And Googling it and seeing only the cartoon versions. You know, again, this was back 10, 12 years ago. And to think now that Jason Momoa, who uh, is from another great HBO series, is Aquaman. And he looks pretty badass. I wouldn't want to fight him. And there was the last movie he was supposed to do was Airwalker, which was another movie by Stan Lee. So he was, they were out in front of the Marvel, uh, the MCU universe before anybody else. Those are, those are pretty solid points. points. I wish I would have done a little more research now. All right. I guess I'll go next. Um, my candidate for best HBO series of all time is something very current and something we're all waiting for. Um, the summer of 2019, maybe it's late spring, but Game of Thrones it took me a long time to get on the bandwagon for this show. I once was quoted as saying to someone, I'm not into that king and queen shit because I had no idea what the show was actually about. I assumed it was something like Lord of the Rings and I'm not normally into sci-fi stuff, but this show really has everything. It has good looking women. It has dragons. It has a dwarf. It has all these interesting characters, some of the best villains of all time. I don't think I've ever hated someone more than I hated Joffrey Baratheon or uh, who is the other guy? Ramsey Bolton. I hated both of those guys so much. Um, some of the best battle scenes that you'll ever see in any show ever. Um, we had the Battle of the Bastards in the end of season six. We also had uh, the Battle of Blackwater Bay. That was a good one. All of season six, amazing. Um, there's a lot of nudity if you're into that. If you're into some sex scenes, maybe maybe you like some shows with some hookers. There's some of that. Basically, it's got everything there is to offer. There's wildlings. There's bastard children. There's Theon Greyjoy. He has no dick. That's that's completely off the wall, but it's got a little bit of every every flavor in this show. So if you're looking for a show to watch with you, maybe your lady, you could even watch it with your parents. There might be a couple weird nude scenes where you got to look away and you feel really awkward, look down at your phone. No big deal. It's got something for everybody. So if you haven't given it a shot, I highly suggest Game of Thrones. I'm really looking forward to the next season. Love the show to death. That's all I got. Oh, and uh, Daenerys, please marry me. So what you're saying is you're not into that king and queen shit. You're just into into brother. You're just into brother and sister fucking shit. I got it. Yeah, yeah, brother fucking incest porn and and nephew. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I forgot about that. Spoiler alert for Jon Snow may be the best character of all time as well. So I'm a big fan. Big fan. Also, Uh, like the Lannisters, though kind of weird like they, they have these villains that like i hate but i don't really hate that much too like i kind of pull from a little bit 
because they're like evil evil geniuses like a little finger oh i yeah. love i love finger. Tyrion. he he's up there with john snow for for me as my favorite character yeah, I would say universally he's probably the most well-liked. I think that's pretty safe to say. All right, I guess I'm bringing up the caboose with my choice for best series on HBO of all time, and that is Westworld. If you oh, haven't boy. watched Westworld... It is, but you guys took my 1A and 1B, so I'm down to 2. I was going to do How to Make It, in America as a satire, you know, it was canceled after two seasons and it was about making jeans. So I thought I had a lot of content to go with. Um, But in terms of Westworld, I think, I think of the three that we've named today, this is the one that requires the most amount of, um, I don't know, meant thought afterwards. There have been so many twists and turns throughout the two seasons um, there have been a lot of late night text conversations between me and the mush uh, about theories, who who is going to do what, who's going to be the leader, who's a host, who, who's a human. So just to st- take a step back for those of you living under a rock and who haven't taken a chance on Westworld, Westworld is a theme park. Um, there are uh, actually multiple theme parks within this one compound owned by the Delos Inc. company. And one in particular is called Westworld. This is an American Old West theme park where um, humans can go interact with hosts, with which are androids, and live out all of their fantasies in a Western frontier. So you can go on an adventure to um, find... Uh, train robber you can visit the local brothel you can kill whoever you want there are no repercussions you cannot be harmed so the the entire series is the hosts which are the androids becoming more aware of what's going on they are understanding that they have been living the same story for many many years and are joining together to overthrow those in power um It's really hard to describe this without giving away a lot of secrets. Um, Bernard, one of the greatest characters of all time, uh, the reveal in season one, episode eight, absolutely blew my mind. I found myself standing up in front of the TV yelling, no fucking way. Um, Anthony Hopkins as Dr. Robert Ford, one of the creators of Westworld and all the androids slash hosts that live in it. we know how great he can play a villain and he does a great job of teetering in between the line of someone that we very much respect as a character and someone that we grow to hate. So I leave you at that without giving up any more of the plot line. Yeah. Westworld's definitely a constant mind fuck. Like if it's one of those shows where if you even look down at your phone for a second or read the text message, you might've missed like an imperative part of, the episode and you're just going to be completely lost with what's going on at the, at the end of episode or at the end of season two, I found myself like rewatching the last 10 minutes because I didn't believe there were go- going to be extra scenes um, after the credits. And 
by God, I now I'm even more confused than I was leading into the final episode of the season. So, I mean, we don't know. Yeah, I still don't. Know I mean, there's exactly there's different timelines. There there's characters at multiple stages of their lives. They're because they're hosts and they don't age. We can never tell where we are, when we are, or what capacity of consciousness they have. And so it's just this constant battle of figuring out who you're, who the human characters are interacting with, or are they even human? And we're just living a fake memory created by Dr. Ford. As an official editor commenter at one point, I could say that show is definitely a mind fuck. Um, I think mental stimulating, but also just, you know, you were right, Kevin. If you don't pay attention, like Game of Thrones, if you just listen to that show, you can kind of figure out what's going on with Westworld. I've watched every episode multiple times, and there's still new stuff that you pick up on. And then you have like the whole other level to it that since it was going on, like now you have like the whole Reddit in like online community got way too into it. And HBO was smart with having um, a website uh, that looked like it would be the company website. And they were even more ahead of the times than anything else, just adding to the mind fuck and the um, showmanship of the show. I've actually watched every episode of Westworld except the last episode of season two. I don't know why I never got around to it. Maybe, maybe it was a little bit of CRC and me, maybe getting a little too busy, but I heard that it's a must watch, but I feel like I'd have to rewatch all of season two before I, before I watch that. I would highly recommend rewatching season two just to prepare yourself. And I mean, you guys hit the nail on the head with looking down. Like there are so many nuances and visual cues that um, until there's a big reveal, like it's so easy to miss. And a lot of, you know, there's the term Easter eggs. They're hidden all over the place. And unless you're really paying attention, you're going to miss them. So that has been the first edition of the campaign trail segment. Clearly, we're not politicians. We just blabber. Those were filibusters. Hey, so we're just trying to fill the show we, Hey, we we're staying away from politics. We're we're just advocating for our favorite episodes or our favorite series on HBO. So, hey, are you voting for Cam Brady O twelve tomorrow? Speaking of the campaign trail, Cam Brady O twelve, maybe one of the best political movies out there. Is that is that the one with uh, Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis? Zach Galifianakis, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that, that took me a that took me a North minute. Carolina State rep race. Yes, yes, I will be voting for Cam Brady. So again, to remind you of the logistics of how you can be entered for the random drawing of the Jets Pizza gift card, we are going to post um, on Instagram all of our choices in the comments. You just pick who you thought did the best job of advocating for their HBO series. And during our next episode, we will have a live drawing. So if we missed any of the shows that are, that you think should have been worth a mention, please let us know. What other ones do you think could have been up there? 
Um, Sopranos. Yeah, people are always gonna maybe like Curb Your like, Enthusiasm. I don't the know. Wire. The Wire. Yeah. Um, did you guys ever watch? Um, what was the high Summer Heights High, where the guy played the multiple characters? Did you ever yeah, watch that? What one? was the other one too? Um, uh, Angry Boys. Yes. Those were hysterical. Um, had a big cult following. Uh, Deadwood was pretty popular. Um, was Eastbound and Down on HBO? Also on on HBO. I should have gone with that. The Kenny Powders, Powders, Powders is one that's, of the all time. Definitely lines. one of the funniest shows I've ever seen on HBO. Yeah, and yeah, it had one of the most. Good lovable sidekicks and stevie janowski oh i fucking hated him are you kidding (laughs) he was terrible he fucking i thought hilarious i thought mikey was gonna go with cat house the series Ooh, i I heard that i heard the owner of cat house died died. yeah Yeah. that's what that's ron jeremy found him dead no for real i swear to god i read the the article that they were gonna make a um they were going to make an Oakland Raiders or I guess Las Vegas Raiders themed brothel. And then uh, I guess that never came to fruition. Really? Because months later he was six feet under like another HBO show. Nice. Wow. Nice that, that, that was that was a pretty uh, meta joke there. Yep. <laughs> You're welcome. I, I guess. Shout thank out you. Air Force, Amy. Yeah. Shut up. I, I can't remember any of the other Isabella people's Soprano, names other than of all time. Yeah, Isabella Soprano. She was actually good. That's when Mikey discovered his teenage self. I can't I got nothing he, to come back with. He that. did a lot of anatomy <laughs> studying that night. Yep. Hey, real quick, I just scrolled across something on Instagram. So not comparing the two number twelves, but Aaron Rodgers has two career pick sixes and 5,222 career passing attempts. Nathan Peterman has three career pick sixes and 130 career passing attempts. I think that summarizes Nathan Nathan Peterman's (laughs) career quite well. All right. I think that's enough for this. We went off the rails a little bit. We did. Keep it short. We're only just over 30 minutes, so it's not too bad. Um, want to thank everyone again for joining us on another episode of Let's Do It Live. Quick shout out to MB Sportsbook, Jets Pizza, and of course Nicholson Homes as our sponsors. Um, just waiting on this epic swag to be printed, and then we can post pictures of ourselves wearing our own t-shirts. Wearing wearing our own t-shirts, which is like going to a band with the t-shirt of the band that's playing in the concert. We're a love burger. We are love burger. And if but, anyone knows, um, Hawaiian shirt company or yeah, button up, we or, will, uh, or purchase and flaunt your apparel. Absolutely. We're huge fans of Hawaiian shirts. We are just looking for the right company to sponsor, to uh, partner with. And, we hope that you someday reach out to us. We'll so. accept a company that makes baby onesies. Uh, oh, yeah. Personalized baby onesies so that we can post more pictures on our Instagram. Yes, because yes, clearly we're playing Since Babies R Us went out, there's a niche in the market, so yep. we need to uh, you know, enter. 
said Mark. We need that. And then uh, organic diapers. That's also huge because I hear they're expensive. Shout out the environment. The organic diapers suck. <laughs> Clearly, I'm not a dad. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. This has been another edition of Let's Do It Live, where a couple dudes just continue to be dudes without a rehearsal. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for stopping by. I look forward to talking to you guys on Wednesday about our college football picks. Yes. Get out and vote. Not in the election, but on the Instagram page. And really go out and vote. It's your duty. Yeah, that too. You're abandoning it? Yes, and I'm abandoning you. Lloyd! Lloyd! Lloyd!